0: Win a battle it did not just win a war those who fought here won a future for our nation they won the survival of our civilization and they showed us the way to love cherish and defend our way of life for many centuries to come
1: All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. via. This is the Redfield Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8:30 p.m. 8:30 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. That's where we're coming at you today. That was Donald Trump honoring the Patriots of D-Day. That was today, June 6, 1944, 79 years ago. And, you know, sometimes when I, I think of those events and I think of the men and the women who, who served, who died, who died for the, the brothers and sisters next to them, who died for their children at home, their, their wives, their mothers, their sisters, um, you know, we don't really die for a country. We don't really serve a country. We serve the people of that country. That flag is a symbol of, of what that country represents. And that is the heart and the will the people. You know, it, it's a it's a tough it's a tough day. It's a tough week. It's a tough month. I know this. I know everybody's feeling the what we would call the jello that we're all going through. And right now it doesn't make matters any easier with the threat of global war once again knocking at our door. And most people Don't even know it. Most people are oblivious to what is happening in the world, but yet it's seemingly so that this machine keeps on pushing forward, that it keeps on doing what it's going to do, and it will not stop until good men and women turn away from the light and face that evil, and they pick up what they need to pick up to defend the righteous, the free, liberty, justice. And so, you know, we, we move into this war, this battle that is going on right now, non-kinetically right now in this world, with an open heart and hope that things will change, that things will start going our way, that big battles will be won for you and for me and for our families, and that, you know, the future of our children and our grandchildren will not be at risk, that the men and women who died and came before us and fought for the freedom and this opportunity for this country, did not die in vain. So it's an interesting time to be alive. This is biblical. This is epic. We're all here for a reason. And I think that that's important to understand that we're all here right now in this world, on this planet for a reason. We're all actors on a stage playing a part. You know, we, we look at books like The, the Fourth Turning,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Another one, Generations by Strauss and Howe, and they talked about this almost ninety-year cycle, and basically plus or minus ten years on that cycle. But what you have is these cycles within humanity that occur basically a little over every generation, and it, it's interesting to note that they happen almost within a lifetime. That w- they're almost within that full generation. And you have to wonder of how archetypical it actually is in nature. Hmm. What we do to ourselves of how we allow ourselves to be beat down and be put under the boot of tyranny. Because, you know, 79 years ago, men and women fought and died on the beaches of Normandy, giving their life, scared shitless, not knowing what the next second was going to bring. I mean... Yeah. Hundreds of rounds, thousands of rounds fly by their heads, navigating a sea of landmines and mortars. None of them wanted to be there. Never, none of them asked to be there, but they all understood why they were there. They all understood the call of d- duty that they had. And I feel very similar right here, right now. Not in the sense of the sacrifice that we're making or what we're doing. Because those people gave all. But in the sense of waking people up, helping the world awaken to what is actually happening. Because you cannot forge a defense, an offense, a plan, a strategy without having people aware of what is actually going on. And so we have a red alert here. Pentagon is mobilizing thousands of aircraft and world, uh, for World War III confrontations. With Russia and China, according to sources, the Pentagon is now taking thousands of mothballed military aircraft and restoring them to full service capacity um, in an obvious run up to World War III uh, with both China and Russia. These aircraft reportedly include F-16s, C-130 transport planes, AWACS aircraft, and more. The intel has been uh, related by John Moore, the Liberty Man, in his June 5th, 2023 broadcast. Uh, John Moore yesterday, uh, with additional information, he reiterated that the military tied sources were observing so far hundreds of aircrafts at the Davis-Monthan Air Force Base in Tucson, Arizona, were we being taken out of storage and restored to full service capacity. Once restored, the aircraft are reportedly being sent to two destinations, the Philippines, a staging area for war with China, Europe, most likely Poland, a staging area for the war with Russia. This indicates that the Pentagon is gearing up for kinetic conflict with both Russia and China in the near future. Following the fall of Bakhmut and the failed offensive that fizzled, Ukraine appears to have been run out of steam to fight Russia. This means direct NATO engagement of Russia is likely not far away, and this is what I was warning yesterday. So we all woke up and saw that there is this. Oops, sorry, we all saw, woke up and saw that there was this dam that blew up. Yeah. And it reminds us of this missile that flew into Poland killing an innocent civilian. It reminds of, of the Nord Stream pipeline that we all watched a P eight fly into from the United States, do a loop-de-loop around it. And um, you know, Seymour Hirsch comes out and does an an expose on it saying that it was absolutely the CIA ran clandestine operation. And now we're seeing the US knew the US knew Ukraine planned to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline three months before it happened. They were on our radar. Well, you know, details of the plan, which have not been previously reported, were collected by European Intelligence Service and shared with the CIA in June of 2022. They provide some of the most specific evidence to date linking the government of Ukraine to the eventual attack in the Baltic Sea, which U.S. and Western officials have called a brazen and dangerous act of sabotage on Europe's energy infrastructure. And so whether that's true or not, I, I believe that it was not just... It was not just Ukraine who did this. I believe this is collabed with the United States, okay? The reason is is because they want a distraction so big, so large that nobody can ignore it. They need to ship off all able-bodied men and women out of this country, and they need a reason to do that, and that reason is World War III, and they have to break this World War III out by blaming Russia for some type of attack on a NATO nation or on innocent civilians. So can see this dam that burst. So Russia, Russia's yuan envoy has came out and accused accused Kiev, um, Western states, of full responsibility for the unfolding tragedy from the bird, uh, the dam burst. So what do we know about the Nova um, Kakhovka dam incident? Well, there's some interesting things about this. It's a hydroelectric power plant in the city of Nova Kakhovka, um, in Ukraine's Kursk region, but actually, it's Russian occupied area. Russia
3: built the damn thing.
1: Russia built it. It's in Russian-occupied area. Okay? And where does it supply energy to? Crimea. So strategically, there is no reason in the world why Russia would ever, ever take this damn out. But what is the damn threat that it brings about? Oh, well, nuclear power plants, innocent civilian lives. And I believe that this was another false flag operation. Yeah. By Ukraine, by the U.S., to instigate a war. And what, what do we see? We see politicians, Lindsey Graham, all these guys, Russia's so evil. Oh, they, they, they did, they, they're terrorists. Look what they did to this. Damn. Without yeah. even any investigation whatsoever into it. And this is how you know. And I want people to understand this. This is a pattern I've noticed. Is when you have these accusations that come out immediately after the event September 11. Oh, 19 hijackers from Afghanistan. We found their passports. Oh, they trained with the CIA. This is all on the same day. You got to sit there and go, um, how do you know all that? Like, you knew all that now after the fact, but you didn't know all of this before. Huh.
3: And why isn't it logical? One of the my favorite questions that I've learned to ask whenever anything happens is who benefits most. Yeah. Certainly not Russia in this case. So why would they... Destroy themselves. It just doesn't make
1: sense. I made my first meme today.
3: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> you see the diver? Oh, yeah.
3: Russian my did. God.
1: <laughs> Apparently, the CIA has inside info on these Russian terrorist events. They know within the first few hours exactly who did it. Reminds me of the Gulf of Tonkin, Kennedy assassination, 9 mm-hmm. 11, weapon, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, the Nord Stream pipeline, and so on. <clears throat> Yeah, false flag after false flag. False flag after false flag. And I'm not going to play the whole thing, but we had a return of Tucker Carlson today. Tucker did a 10-minute expose on Twitter to his return to broadcasting, and he held nothing back. Zero, zilch, nada. Um, This is going to be an interesting sight to see of Tucker Carlson. Let's play some of this. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody
2: blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic, it was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see, the Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government, and it currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been, for the last 240 years, home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, The Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate as a test strike. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline last fall. And in fact, the Ukrainians did do that, as we now know. It's not like Vladimir Putin is anxious to wage war on himself. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, Mr. and Mrs. Cable News consumer. Vladimir Putin is exactly that sort of man, the sort of man who'd shoot himself to death in order to annoy you. We know this from the American media, which wasted no time this morning in accusing the Russians of sabotaging their own infrastructure. Bill Kristol, the man who once told us that Saddam Hussein was responsible for 9-11, immediately denounced Putin as a war criminal and even of course, and more savagely compared him to Donald Trump. The rest of the pundit class made similar, clearly coordinated noises. Putin did it, Putin did it. And their reasoning was simple. Putin is evil and evil people do evil things purely for the dark joy of being evil. In this specific case, Putin attacked himself, which is the most evil thing you can do and therefore perfectly in character for a man that evil. That was their explanation. No one who's paid to cover these things seemed to entertain even the possibility it could have been the Ukrainians who did it. No chance of that. Ukraine, as you may have heard, is led by a man called Zelensky. And we can say for a dead certain fact that he was not involved. He couldn't have been. Zelensky is too decent for terrorism. Now you see him on television, and it's true you might form a different impression. Sweaty and rat-like, a comedian turned oligarch, a persecutor of Christians, a friend of Blackrock, but don't believe your own eyes. Actually, Mr. Zelensky is a very good man. The best, really. As George W. Bush once noted, he is our generation's Winston Churchill. Of all the people in the world, our shifty, dead eyed Ukrainian friend in the tracksuit is uniquely incapable of blowing up a dam. He's literally a living saint, a man in whom there is no sin. That's why Lindsey Graham is so attracted to him. They're just two good people hanging out together and being good. And like all good people, when they meet in person, they spend a lot of time talking about killing people and laughing like friends do. Here's the pair last week.
0: Free or die? Free or die. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. It's the best money we've ever spent. Thank you so much. Now it's...
2: The Russians are dying. It's the best money we've ever spent, Graham says. A smile spreads across his thin, quivering lips as he forms the words. He looks like a starving man contemplating a breakfast buffet. The aroma of death has aroused Lindsey Graham. Thanks so much, replied John McCain
1: 2.0, feels
2: the same way. See, there's nothing dark here. Just two middle aged guys celebrating the killing of a population. They don't seem like the kind of people who'd enjoy flooding villages or starting a famine. And in any case, who cares if they are? It's really not your business. Your job is to support Ukraine. Watch Nikki Haley, a Republican candidate for president, explain this principle on CNN.
0: A win for Ukraine is a win for all of us. And for them to sit there and say that this is a territorial dispute, that's just not the case. To say that we should stay neutral, it is in the best interest of America. It's in the best interest of our national security for Ukraine to win. We have to see this through, we have to finish it.
2: See? It's very easy to understand. It is vitally important for you to support Ukraine because it's necessary for Ukraine to be supported by you. Your support is mandatory until it's finished, whatever it is and whatever that means. So shut up and support Ukraine or else you're in trouble. Back when they still taught logic, statements like this were known as tautologies. Something is true because it is. The more you repeat it, the truer it becomes. It's a self-reinforcing reality. There was a time when tautologies were considered illegitimate arguments, not to mention hilariously stupid. Only dumb people talk like that. Now everybody in power talks like that. Diversity is our strength. Trans women are women. Zelensky is Churchill. It's all self-evidently true. Doesn't need an explanation and don't ask questions.
1: Okay, we're gonna come back to this, but I wanna talk, I'm gonna play the whole thing. I wanna come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to that. I want to play the whole thing, mm-hmm. all right? But might delay, I'm lagging a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about what Tucker was discussing here. So Tucker has been off the air for roughly a month right now. Fox News fired him, right, because of the Dominion lawsuit, a few other things. Now he is on Twitter, unhinged, with his own production team. He is, he is his own boss, You can expect to see Tucker Carlson when he has a guest on now. I'm wondering if he's going to ask the hard questions when I I can imagine Lindsey Graham coming on this show and just getting berated by Tucker Carlson. You know, I've always thought that Tucker Carlson was kind of a, a wild card, a variable. I didn't know where he stood, but if he keeps this up, man, he's going to make a friend of a lot of people.
3: You're, you're Absolutely. Yeah. He's putting it all out there, man. It's a
1: beautiful thing to see. He, he just laid it out there that, listen, people, the United States and Ukraine are working together to kill Russians, and Russia was simply defending themselves. That's why they went in there first. And Ukraine and United States are trying to instigate World War Three, And
3: Th- every terrorists. politician
1: is on board with this.
3: Through terrorist false flag attacks.
1: You know why every politician is on board with this?
3: Uh, the war? Yeah. Because they're corrupt.
1: I mean, Rand Paul, I think Rand Paul is one that's not. A few within the Freedom Caucus that are not. Hmm. We know McCarthy is. They're still sending money over there. It's not that they're corrupt. Vince, they are afraid of the American people. We have to understand... <clears throat> After the Kennedy assassination, you know, we had skirmishes in Vietnam. We had a few people there. But then you had the formulation of the Gulf of Tonkin incident where 50,000 Marines came in within 12 hours, all ready to go. And then you find out that it was nothing but a class alpha fire on, on the ship and there was no bomb. But the Marines were already there. So we went to war for multiple years. Why? So they could ship off men and women to war. I mean, think about this. 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, we've had a major war. Took a break in the 1980s except for clandestine operations. 1990s war, 2000 to 2010 war, 2010 to 2020 war. Every major, just about every major decade we've had some type of war or conflict that has been in continuation. Now, what does that do? It takes your brave, it takes those people that have the balls and the cojones, it takes those smart and intelligent people that are able to go out there and operate military regiments and unions and battalions. It takes them away from America. And during the 1960s, after the JFK assassination, this is where the CIA coined the term conspiracy theorist, and they did it for a specific reason, as a disinformation campaign and a smear campaign against the people that were saying that the government killed kennedy and so what do they do in the midst of this and you had the civil rights movement happening all this time and everybody knew martin luther king all of them knew that they killed kennedy that's why they were pushing then because they knew it was either now or never and what do they do they take all able-bodied men and start sending mm-hmm. them to war
3: interesting very that's
1: interesting. how you divide a nation
3: yeah and also you affect the household that way right
1: yeah, wow. you do. You take that father out of that household. And so that's how you divide a nation. And this is why every single politician in the United States right now, they want war with Russia because they are petrified of the millions of veterans, of the millions of able-bodied, armed-to-the-freaking-teeth men and women of this country who are at that point of saying, we're done. Like, there's no more negotiation. It's reckoning day. Let's rock Past and roll. that point yeah let's let's listen what Al tucker has to say because he, he goes deeper love to he goes much much deeper
2: sound familiar of course it does that's the pap they're serving us day after day in steaming lumpy portions by this point it's possible that american citizens are the least informed people in the world Your average yak herder in Tajikistan knows who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. It's obvious. Does he think some skinny dude in a dress is actually a girl? (laughs) Come on, that idea would never occur to him. You've got to be lied to at full volume over a period of years in order to reach conclusions like that. And of course we have been, the media lie, they do. But mostly they just ignore the stories that matter. What's happened to the hundreds of billions of US dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No clue. Who organized those BLM riots three years ago? No one's gotten to the bottom of that. What exactly happened on 9-11? Well, it's still classified. How did Jeffrey Epstein make all that money? How did he die? How about JFK? And so endlessly on. Not only are the media not interested in any of this, they are actively hostile to anybody who is. In journalism, curiosity is the gravest crime. Yesterday, for example, a former Air Force officer who worked for years in military intelligence came forward as a whistleblower to reveal that the U.S. government has physical evidence of crashed, non-human-made aircraft, as well as the bodies of the pilots who flew those aircraft. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapons systems. Okay. That's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. In a normal country, this news would qualify as a bombshell, the story of the millennium. But in our country, it doesn't. The whistleblower's account ran on a technology website called the Debrief, which you've probably never heard of. The Washington Post had that story, but decided not to run it. The New York Times, meanwhile, just pretended it never happened. On the front page of the New York Times website this morning, there were five stories about Ukraine, as well as four stories apiece about Donald Trump, trans people, and climate change, the usual lineup. There was nothing at all about how an alien species is flying hypersonic aircraft over our cities. Not one word. So if you're wondering why our country seems so dysfunctional, this is a big part of the reason. Nobody knows what's happening. A small group of people control access to all relevant information and Mm. the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism, but go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep it up, they'll make you be quiet, trust us. That's how they maintain control. When Western tourists first started traveling in large numbers to the Soviet Union in the early 1970s, they found that many Russians had a completely warped understanding of the United States. They thought that Americans lived in grinding poverty, in a state of perpetual race war, and were desperate to flee to the freedom and prosperity of the Eastern Bloc. They thought this because that's what they had been told. They had no way to know otherwise. The few Russians who understood what was really going on in the rest of the world, had learned about it from listening to shortwave radio broadcasts, sometimes under the covers so the neighbors wouldn't hear. 50 years later, it is bewildering to consider the ironies here. We're the ones who live in ignorance now. The US government has managed to classify more than a billion so-called public documents. So at this point, we can't possibly know what our leaders are
1: doing. We're not allowed to know. We're not allowed to know. And you know, the interesting thing that Tucker said here, is a small group of people (laughs) who control the information and they want you to not know and they want to keep that control because they get to control the freaking world well i got a message for them a reckoning is coming i'm telling you a reckoning like they've never seen the likes of is coming and we can say all we want that we will be peaceful. We will be kind. We will be respectful. We will have mercy. But I highly doubt we will.
3: I certainly will. But I'll tell you what. I mean, you look at people across our country, the majority of people,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, they're not living the lives of the elite right or you know the puppet masters the people that control everything you know who knows how many generations of wealth and control these people have had yeah and they have so much to lose they have so much to lose i think in their mind compared to what we have to lose but we all pretty much have the same things to lose and that's our life our family our freedom and this kind of thing but
1: I don't think most Americans I think, even know what that is, Vince.
3: I think uh, the idea or the feeling that uh, a lot of people might have is like, I have nothing to lose at this point if we're not free. You know, it's that brink. It's that point. But these globalists, they have everything to lose because, you know, if they go a day without you know, their private jet being on standby, it's the end of the world to them. These people are spoiled. So I think you're right. Even a slight disturbance to this lifestyle that a lot of people have is going to be devastating and they're going to cry and they're going to hate to live. Yep.
1: And it's, uh, uh, it's coming successful. Yeah. It's coming. There's nothing that can stop this right now. And And that's a sad part. And you know, It's interesting as well because I have a lot of people like out there, like, dude, I love RFK. I'm probably going to vote for RFK. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Robert, Robert, Roger Waters, the former lead singer of Pink Floyd on a solar tour, um, he put out The Wall in 79. I know we discussed this, and he is getting criticism for a show in Berlin that he did, uh, Mm -hmm. where he dressed up as one of the characters in the 1980 something movie, The Wall, named Pinky who basically goes into a drug-induced vision of being a dictator, very much like Nazi and all this stuff. And he dresses up at that and shooting the machine gun, and it looks kind of Nazi. And um, the German authorities are now investigating this because you cannot do that in Germany dressing up like a Nazi. And um, many people are attacking him as an anti-Semite. And he's been very, very um, strong on his position. I mean, I'm not an anti-Semite. They're not even Jews. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he also goes on to say that what they're doing to the Palestinian people is a travesty, right? Well, Robert F. Kennedy retweeted his post about this. And Roger Waters was like, hey, thanks, brother. This means a lot coming from you. Then, then Robert F. Kennedy deleted it and came out there and says, you know, I've had, uh, my family's had good relations with the uh, Israelis for a very long time, and we support Israel. And so I cannot support this anti-Semite. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, uh, the Jews are bad. I don't think the people of Israel are bad or the people of Palestine are bad. I think that there is an ongoing conflict that's fueled by internal politics and religious uh, animosity between the two, right? I'm not an expert on the situation in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of speculation and things that did happen in World War II, uh, with the Jews, there's a lot of things that happened prior to that in the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. I mean, more Jews died in the Bolshevik Revolution than died in World War II. I mean, there's news reports from 1917 of 1918 of 4 million Jews dying within just a few weeks period. So, you know, this yeah. isn't something uh, new. But the question is, is what can you really believe if, if our information right now is completely manipulated beyond this point that we're already uh, that we understand? Then who's to say it wasn't manipulated back then when it was much easier to control the narrative? If they,
3: manipulate, if they manipulate information as soon as it happens in real time now, imagine looking at something years and years and years yeah. and years down the
1: road. Gosh. Imagine being in 1917 and not learning about what was happening in the world for a week. I mean, it, it would completely ruin us. We'd be like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't do this, right? Well, now Netanyahu is threatening Iran, slams the IAEA, um, and performs major war drills. And I've been talking about this for a while, that once Iran is confirmed to have had the nuclear weapon, they've already refined the uranium, Israel is going to launch. Israel is going to launch a nuclear assault on their facilities. I guarantee you. And this will kick off World War III. And you know what? Israel in, in... I don't want to make enemies with this. Israel reminds me of Ukraine in the sense of how unhinged Zelensky is with the lies and deceit that occur with this. You know, in the 1960s, a a U.S. naval ship was operating just outside of Israel. And there was an Israeli uh, intelligence ship that was operating out there. And apparently the U S intelligence ship had captured some radio communications from the intelligence ship. And so the Israelis bombed the ship, the U S ship. Wow. And then covered it up. The U S covered it up. Israel covered it up. And then decades later, they finally came forth and said, Oh yeah, yeah, that happened. It was, it was an accident. So I I have some problems with a lot of this stuff and I'm not an anti-Semite in any way. I'm, I'm Russian Jew quite literally. I'm, Come from Jewish lineage, okay? Sure, and you all say this.
3: Obviously, not an anti-Semite, not an anti-anything. I'm pro-human. I love yeah. everybody. But um, I think there's more to history than we know, and especially this situation with Israel than we know. And I think it's going to get very hairy, and I don't think a lot of people are going to know that truth. And I think it's going to be a shit show.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I think that it's going to get a shit show. I think that a lot of people are not understanding what's happening and it's going to unfold so fast and happen so fast that people are going to be confused in the midst. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Going into a little bit of financial news and I'm we're going to touch on something else after the financial news, then jump back into it. The SEC mm-hmm. just asked the court to freeze all assets of Binance US assets are about to flow out of Binance quickly, which we saw a major sell off, which topped off cryptocurrency today. So if you do have a Binance account, you do have crypto on there, please get it off. I have $0 on Binance. I never trusted them. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission asked the court to grant a temporary restraining order to freeze the assets tied to Binance U.S. This is kind of similar to what I was talking about yesterday, is that Mm -hmm. it's like them coming into Wells Fargo and just freezing all the assets of Wells Fargo. Guess what? If you got your money there, it's frozen. It's gone. The government owns it now. And this is what I think is going to happen during the, ma- the major banking crisis that we're heading into is that there's going to be a banking crisis and the government's going to step in and they're going to seize the banks and they're going to seize the assets and people are going to be like, uh, what am I supposed to do? And the government's like, we'll take care of you. Sign up for the Now system, use your biometric, upload your, your government issued ID. And then you can have access back to your bank account. Gosh. Oh, I'm telling you, that's what they will do.
3: They're going to play every card in the book. I'll tell you that. Even if it's not in alignment with law or anything.
1: So uh, Mel Gibson, uh, Mm -hmm. man, what a – I would love to talk to him, get him on a show sometime. Um, I want to go watch Conspiracy Theory all over again, the movie he did with Conspiracy Theory about MKUltra. But Mel Gibson is allegedly Mm -hmm. making a four-part docuseries on the $34 billion global child sex trafficking market involving countries like Ukraine. Wow! Well, Mel Gibson, it was nice knowing you.
3: <laughs> Gosh, Mel Gibson did not kill himself. Yeah,
1: Mel Gibson did not kill himself. Good. Uh,
3: oh, protect that man.
1: What are older office towers worth in the new era? era? Second San Francisco office tower sells for uh, office tower sells for seventy percent off original listing price. <sighs> Commercial okay. real estate—that's where it starts.
3: They're stopping paying their mortgages in a couple big buildings there. Uh, A couple huge office buildings are stopping to pay their mortgages because it's a shithole and they don't see it getting better. And they're still even
1: stopped paying their rent for a while.
3: It's nuts. And guess who's going to buy it up? We know BlackRock.
1: Let them. Nobody wants to live there. Hey, so check these numbers out. Target's market cap is down over $13 billion amid the Pride backlash. Okay. But. 200 LGBTQ groups demand target restock pride merch and release statement now no such thing as neutrality <laughs> those 200 groups maybe 3,000 people I know <laughs> maybe why don't you why don't you have all your 200 groups go buy target stock and then become a board member
3: yeah there you go <laughs> Target
1: I mean that would help We're, we got I got more news on target here in a little while I gotta find it though. <laughs> Uh, Boeing sinks after new glitch delays the 787 deliveries. Um, And and that's a good stock to pick up. If you're looking to get into an airline company right there, Boeing, you remember when they dipped before Donald Trump's inauguration and then they skyrocketed after?
2: Yeah, they
3: they really skyrocketed under Trump. They've been so flat since the
1: pandemic. Yep. Yet another month of questionable... Federal jobs data is 310,000 fewer people report having jobs. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released new jobs data on Friday. According to the report, seasonally adjusted total non-farm jobs rose 339,000 jobs in May, well above the forecast. The unemployment rate rose slightly from 3.4% to 3.7% month after month. Headlines in the mainstream media declared the headline employment data to be evidence of a very strong job growth and economic success. According to the Political, the latest job numbers are evidence of a remarkable resilience of President Joe Biden's economy. Yet May appears to be yet another month in which it seems nearly every economic indicator except for payroll jobs data points to an economic slowdown. The Fed, uh, Philadelphia Fed's manufacturing index is in recession territory. The Empire State Manufacturing Survey is too. The leading indicators index keeps looking worse. The yield curve points to recession. Even the Federal Reserve staffers who generally take implausibil- implausible, implausible a rosy view of the economy predict recession in 2023. Individual bankruptcy filings were up 23% in May. Temp jobs were down year after year, while often indicates approaching recession. So how does this square all with yet another jobs report that claims to tell us that the jobs market is the best in decades? A lot of the job data isn't actually very good. The headlines has focused on the so-called establishment survey, which is a survey of employers and shows only the number of positions, not the number of employed persons. The Household Survey, on the other hand, surveys people. The Household Survey over the past two years has not shown nearly as much job growth as the Establishment Survey. Specifically, we find in 2022, the Establishment Survey and the Household Survey have ceased to follow a similar trend with a sizable gap forming between the two surveys. In fact, over the past two years, the two surveys show a gap of 2.2 million. Moreover, in May, the Establishment Survey showed a gain of 339000 month after month. The Household Survey showed a loss of 310,000 employed persons. So for everybody wondering what the scam is, the scam is this. Businesses go out there and post jobs. The government counts that as a job created. Okay? But it's not actually a job. Most businesses don't fill those jobs. A lot of them just keep those up there for government numbers. The actual numbers are down significantly and showing that we are in a recession.
3: Yeah. yeah. Dude, no. did you see the site that Joe Biden put out? Which one? Site to show all... Uh, I got to pull it up. Uh, all ice
1: cream parlors?
3: No, it's a... Gosh, I got to pull it up. It was on this morning's show. But basically, it shows all the investments by the U.S. government under Biden to show all the job growth. Okay. And it's exactly what you say. And I want to go through these companies because it's like a lot of... Um, nanotech and this kind of stuff that puts money and, like, it back into the Biden family's pockets. But they're like, we gave this nanotech company a billion dollars and they're going to hire 10,000 people. Put it on the books. Send 10, it to me we'll go
1: over tomorrow. I think that'll okay. be a good point to go over tomorrow. Um, the Biden Justice Department intervened to slow and potentially block the release of social media censorship documents from CISA, the government agency tasked with shaping content moderation pod- policies on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, so, they intervene to slow the potential block of the release of social media censorship documents. That's quite interesting. Um, I had another article here that I wanted to pull up. I wonder if I put it in. Yep, there it is. Check this out. Night Theory documents detailed Department of Homeland Security project to give risk scores to social media users. Internal DHS documents reviewed by Motherboard provide more details on the DHS plan to monitor social media for content related to terrorists, the illegal opioid opioid crisis, and foreign interference bots. So the... DHS contracted the University of Alabama Birmingham in 2018 to design methods for assigning a risk score to potential pro-terrorist accounts on social media as well as identifying information of interest regarding illegal opioid supply chain disinformation efforts. According to an internal DHS document reviewed by Motherboard, the project is dubbed Night Fury." according to the DHS Inspector General. The contractor should develop these attributes to create a methodology for developing a ranking or risk score associated with the identified accounts. The contractor shall develop tools to automate the identification Process documenting performance measures and metrics related to automating the identification process. The new signals DHS continue to focus on analyzing social media for the variety of purposes. These new documents come after Motherboard reported customs and border patrol, uh, border protection was using an AI powered tool called Babel X to analyze travelers' social media at the US border. They are watching everything that you do, recording. Everything that you do. Without a doubt. They are generating all the information on you to provide for social credit scores and global ID 20
3: 2020. Uh I'm doing research right now. I'm this close to getting rid of my smartphone. I'll let you know yeah. if I do how it goes. Yeah.
1: If I had like a methodology to do Twitter, like just Twitter, <laughs> be all right. I'd like I don't need TikTok can get rid of that shit. Mm. So President Trump has invited the Rushing Brook Children's Choir to sing the national anthem at his upcoming South Carolina rally. And Lindsey Graham better not be there. I mean, people, I, I think someone close to Donald Trump needs to whisper in his ear and say, drop Lindsey Graham. Get, get rid of this piece of shit. I'm going to actually, I'm going to reach out to Lindsey Graham's team and be like, hey, I want to have him on my show and see what happens.
3: That'd be wonderful.
1: <laughs> oh, I will berate him. I will just absolutely <laughs> lay into him. Matt Gates to propose contempt of Congress against New York City prosecutor who lobbied for the Trump indictment. Uh, he's introducing a resolution on Tuesday The hold lawyer Mark Pomerantz in contempt of Congress. Congress for his frivolous behavior before the GOP-run House Subcommittee on Government Weaponization. Pomerantz was one of the lawyers investigating former President Donald Trump under Manhattan District Attorney Elvin Bragg, though he left the investigation more than a year ago and wrote in his resignation letter, the team has been investigating Mr. Trump harbors no doubt about whether he committed crimes. He did. The House Judiciary Committee committee grilled him last month for roughly six hours amid the oversight probe into Bragg's investigation, though Republicans fumed over his refusal to answer the substantiated questions. He lobbied his way onto a a prosecutorial team as a private lawyer. He did all that he could do to gaslight charges against Donald Trump. When the evidence didn't support those charges, he initially got mifled and quit the team and wrote a book about it. Gates told Fox News Digital, now he has a nerve to assert his Fifth Amendment privilege over these matters when he has clearly, explicitly, and repeatedly waived that privilege. Contempt is proper where someone refuses to answer Congress's question under a frivolous assertion. And uh, this is interesting. Bragg detective involved in Trump hush money case Suspended for ties to Michael Cohen. So Manhattan District Attorney Ellen Bragg's case against former President Donald Trump heated up again. Law enforcement sources revealed supervising detective assisting Bragg's case against Trump has been suspended for his contact with Michael Cohen, who previously served as Trump's lawyer and has become an uh, uh, adversary to the 45th president. Jeremy Rosenberg, who identifies financial crimes for Bragg, had his gun removed recently for his interactions with Cohen. The sources claim the law enforcement sources said Bragg's office is looking at how Rosenberg shared communications about Cohen with the office. New York Post reported Rosenberg also assisted in the prosecution of Steve Bannon in his alleged $15 million border wall fundraising scam for which Trump pardoned him. He did not return the call for comment. I mean, what you're seeing here is just the absolute corruption of these people that are trying to go up to Donald Trump.
3: Scandal after scandal, dude. It's un yeah.
1: unfreaking believable. All right, um, Anna Paulina Luna says Adam Schiff will be censored and possibly fined. He's going to go down as a liar, as he should. Good. I, I hope that he absolutely does. I hope that he's, you know, he-, he 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 is rendered powerless and that he does not get that Senate seat. Uh you're talking about the Invest in America website. White House rolls out the Invest in America mm-hmm. website that highlight Biden's domestic projects. Yeah. Okay.
3: Whitehouse.gov.
1: Oh, I want to look into that a little bit more.
3: I'll do a little research. Hillary easier. Clinton
1: gets terrible news after judge makes ruling in IRS whistleblower case against the Clinton Foundation. Judge Gustafsson, who presides over the U.S. tax court, has once more refused to dismiss an internal revenue service whistleblower case alleging wrongdoing by the Clinton Foundation and postponed the decision. The judge previously denied a similar request by the IRS to dismiss the case that has dragged on since 2017 and 2020, ordered the IRS to reveal if it conducted a criminal investigation in the Clinton Foundation, setting a gap in their record keeping. The judge in this ruling gave the whistleblowers John Moynihan and Larry Doyle time to update their case before the court prior to June 30th and mandated the IRS has the opportunity to respond by July 28th. So Clinton could be in hot water. The Clinton Foundation could be in hot water. And I'd like to see those tax records. I'd like to see those donation records. I'd like to see who's given that money and what the Clinton Foundation and Bill and Hillary were doing that whole time.
3: And I'd like to see them pay for all and any discrepancies found.
1: Yep. So when I was in the military, I remember when the Department of Homeland Security was getting big and there's all these signs throughout the airport, see something, say something. Hmm. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration launched an updated rumor control hub aimed at enlisting the public to help stop the spread of misinformation, which the agency defined as false, inaccurate, or misleading, spreading intentionally or unintentionally. Um, Here's the problem. The people through the Constitution gave no power whatsoever to the federal government to be the bearers, the dictators, or the determiners of truth. Nowhere. That's why we have the First Amendment; it's protected. Another mass shooting today. This time at Virginia Commonwealth University, uh, during a high school graduation, five people were shot with severe injuries. The suspect apparently was arrested. All right, let's let's yeah. watch a, a comedic break here, real second, all right, real quick. I don't. We don't have much time, huh? Damn.
0: Tired of straight white men having the power and everything, you know, and it's like we as women of color, as like students at this university, like we are very much capable of certain things and we don't have
1: the same privileges that are offered to straight white men. <laughs> and I've been hearing that from a lot of the ladies that I've been talking to today. Talk to me about what some of those privileges are that you know straight white men have that you don't have. Talk to me about that.
0: Um I think any
1: I don't really know. Have you ever experienced, like, a specific
0: instance? I don't
1: know, but I also need to go. I know, I, I, I do really need sorry. to go. I'm sorry. I, I need to go. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh yeah, because you know what? There are none.
3: None. None.
1: <laughs> California's lost. You got the guy with the needle and the gray hoodie, and you got the children walking past him from school, if that doesn't say it all. I don't know what does. And there's just a video of this right here. 35 seconds long, we'll play it short video. This is, in S- San Diego used to be a great city, man. In fact, he's right here.
0: And uh, we're just hoping that he doesn't actually stick us with this needle. What's up, man? What's in your hand? What, what's in your hand, bro? Huh? Yeah, you want, might want to keep that away from me. We got you on video. Uh, yeah, so he's got a needle. I don't know who's going to stick with it, but this is a dangerous place out here, as evidenced by what I just showed you, and I don't really want to turn my back on this guy. I don't know who he's going to go stick. Is he going to go stick somebody? There's the kids. There's all the children. So you got the guy with the needle and the gray-, in the gray hoodie, and you got the children walking past him
1: from E3, the school. If This is why every American needs to be armed. Man, gonna- get out of these shitholes. Yep, get out of these shitholes. Arm yourself. Arm yourself, people. Dude, World if that has
3: fentanyl on it or in it or yep. heroin or anything any of these drugs uh what else could be in there i don't know whatever they can melt and put in there that could kill somebody oh, yeah Perhaps and it will shit about that either not in places like washington state or California.
1: yep the who gets a 20 percent budget increase to help address the disease acts emergencies of all kinds the World Health Organization 76th World Health Assembly wrapped up last week after approving a 20% budget increase to fight pandemics fueled by climate change and emergencies of all kind. I'm telling you there is something coming. There is something darker than you can ever imagine freaking coming. And I think that that's why we all feel this way. So have you ever heard the studies of how right – so there was a uh, a collective consciousness experiment being conducted during the time September 11th happened. And they had random number generators put all around the globe, around the globe. And uh, what they were detecting is if there was kind of like this collective consciousness that would react in 15 minutes before September 11th happened, all of the random number generators started just going berserk and all started to align. And the alignment kind of showed that people were sad and, and depressed and not feeling right. And then it happened. And so I'm telling you right now, I think that this, this jello we're all going through, I, I think something, uh, things. And look, guys, I'm hopeful, mm-hmm. I, I'm positive, but I, I really do think that these people are planning something more fucking evil than you can ever
3: i believe it i tweeted today i was like things are getting spicy and we all know what happens when things start getting spicy and we see this shooting hat pop off we see more destabilization it's like Mm -hmm. we see more truth getting out and when there's truth they could drown it out how frivolous entertainment lies bullshit distractions so yeah, something's coming. I hope not. Yep.
1: But. I feel it, man. The jello is real for sure. Shareholders joined forces with America First Legal. Demands Target produced books and records of LGBT political agenda and twelve billion dollar market valuation loss. And so shareholders are coming forth right now, demanding Target release their documentation. Oh, this is getting me. Mm-hmm. so I don't know if I talked about this on the dose yesterday, but YouTube has uh, rolled back. Their um, misinformation yeah, we've restrictions. Thoughts. Yeah, exactly what we think. That they're going to utilize this against. So they're going to keep it open for the Democrats. So if the Democrats lose, they're going to use it to promote propaganda, disinformation, misinformation. If the Democrats win, then they're going to shut everybody down again. That's exactly what it's going to be. Cancel the evidence. Oh,
3: my. These people, man unbelievable that they just get away with this stuff. We need some accountability. I know it seems like a lot of good things are happening, but we need serious wins, serious game-changing wins.
1: Well, I believe that we're heading into a very, very dark 18 months in America. Um, I believe that they're going to try to do a perp walk with Donald Trump. They're going to try to arrest him. They're going to indict him, whether the charges are real or not. I don't care. They're going to try to do that. They're going to come after them. That's going to spark some outrage. After that outrage, you'll probably see a pandemic release, and then you'll see World War III. And it'll be all chaos, and it'll be a mass distraction. And in, within five to ten years, people will forget about all the crimes that Congress and all of them committed. And that's what they want. But it's not going to happen that way, unfortunately. We are smarter than that. We are more awake than ever before, and we're not going to allow this shit show to continue much, much longer. So, guys, hey, I'm going to be going on to uh, AMP After Hours. You can find that on Rumble. AMP, just type in AMP, do that little space bar, and then news, AMP, news on Rumble. I will be joined tonight by Alexandra Bruce of Forbidden Knowledge TV. And so we're going to have a great discussion tonight, talk some conspiracy, and have a good old time. So please join us there. We'll be there in 30 minutes from now at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's our short show tonight. We will be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. Hope you guys have a great day. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. See you guys soon.
0: Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look.